Welcome to the Face Yoga Expert podcast. Coming up. When you're breathing through the mouth, you're breathing much more superficially into the chest and you're actually not exchanging anywhere near as much gas as you would when you're breathing deeply through the nose and taking less breaths. So the goal is to get used to breathing quietly and slowly through the nose and it's much more effective. It calms down your neurological system. And so taping the mouth, if you can tolerate it, is one of the easiest ways to execute that. I'm your host, Danielle Collins, and I'm the world-leading face yoga expert, best-selling author of the book, Danielle Collins Face Yoga, and creator of the international teacher training program, the Danielle Collins Face Yoga Method. 17 years ago, I healed myself from chronic illness, and I've spent the last 15 years teaching, sharing, and serving millions of people in person, on TV, and online to help them look and feel the best version of themselves. This podcast is about giving you simple, effective, natural tips and advice and sharing knowledge and insight from industry experts. If you have a friend who you think would enjoy this podcast, please share it on social media as it means so much if you took a moment to rate and review this podcast as it allows more people to feel healthier and happier naturally. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. This is the Face Yoga Expert Podcast. Hello, friends, and a warm welcome back to this week's episode of the Face Yoga Expert podcast. This week, my guest is Dr. Stephen Lin. He's a world-leading functional dentist, a TEDx speaker, and author of the international number one Amazon best-selling book, The Dental Diet. He's such a passionate, preventive, whole health advocate. He really focuses on the understanding of dental disease through nutritional principles. He's also very on board with tongue posture, with correct nasal breathing and he talks about all this in such a clear succinct and actionable way in this week's podcast so I know you're going to love it there's so many amazing takeaways that you'll be able to implement right away for yourself for your children for people in your family I know you're going to really love it and before we get into that I wanted to remind you again if you didn't already know about the launch of our brand new teacher training course the facial gua sha teacher training course. Now we have collaborated with the amazing Hey You who are the world leaders in Gua Sha. Katie Brindle and Katie Blake are amazing experts in traditional Chinese medicine in Gua Sha and as you guys know I am an expert in face yoga, yoga, holistic health, wellness and meditation. So the combination of the two has brought together the most fabulous course which fully certifies you to teach face Gua Sha to other people in groups or one-to-one, online or in person. And all the information about this is at faceyogaexpert.com. So I hope you enjoy that course and I know you are going to also really enjoy this episode with Dr. Stephen Lin. Dr. Lin, hello and welcome to the Face Yoga Expert podcast. How are you doing today? Hi, Danielle. I'm really well. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm very excited that you are here and I have so many things I want to talk to you about. I really love your Instagram page and all the information that you so kindly give everyone. And I know that my listeners will be hugely interested in everything you have to say. So I wanted to start right away 
by just asking a little bit about facial structure and facial shape and how you feel over the years, over the generations, that has changed. Because I know that is something you talk about a lot on your Instagram, and I find that hugely fascinating. Yeah, it's a really fascinating era. It's something that's really kind of sparked my inquiry into understanding, you know, how the mouth is connected to how we grow and develop, what we eat, uh, but also, you know, how we use our oral muscles, uh, how we breathe. Uh, all of these things are inputs into how our jaws grow and develop. And so that's something I've followed in the dental setting where for kids who are growing and developing, you know, between the ages of, especially between six and 12, all their adult teeth are coming in. Well, today we don't have jaws that fit our adult teeth and that's why kids need orthodontic braces and understanding why that happens has been a big part of this work is because if you go back into the, the skull records in the anthropology, anthropological textbooks, you find that humans grow big skulls that fit 32 human teeth. And then so we have this problem that then kind of rolls out where we need to unpick as to what happened. Today, you know, the literature says it's roughly 80% of kids need orthodontic braces. So why is that happening? And, you know, what can we do to address it? That's something we do in our clinic now is that we try to grow and prevent the need for orthodontic braces because we can can intervene in the way the jaw grows and understanding as a physiological problem instead of a reactive treatment-based solution. Absolutely. And why do you think it is happening? At its root cause, it's based on when we eat the modern diet. And so there was a dentist that went around the world named Weston A. Price that showed that all ancestral cultures, once they are intervened uh, with the modern diet, their jaws deteriorate. So before that, for generations upon generations, you find it in the skull record, you find it in the people that are living, eating the ancestral diet, you find 32 perfect human teeth, you find well-developed human faces, you find no tooth decay. And once they eat the, that modern diet in one generation, the faces deteriorate. And it's this really stark proof that the modern diet is basically not nourishing our skeletal system. And that's something that we haven't really considered that, you know, food is connected to how our bones mineralize, how our immune system works. And that actually we need to design our food systems on how dental health is underlied by good food and the foods that nourish teeth instead of just, you know, thinking about sugars and these more superficial aspects of eating. So it's, it's, a disconnection from our ancestral diets. But then the flow and effect in modern society is that we stop growing faster, our kids stop growing faster in their developmental years and we get these functional issues. So we use our tongues incorrectly. We use our facial mu muscles incorrectly, which you know a lot about, Daniel, mm -hmm. which I find your work fascinating, by the way. And and we breathe incorrectly and that, a lot of it happens during sleep. And then so we have these roadblocks for our face to grow and we don't know how to untie them. And so that's part of this area of myofunctional orthodontics and dental work where we untie these issues and help kids to grow and develop at the baseline with their food, but then the, give them the tools to help give their jaws the messages to grow and develop as they should. Absolutely. And I'd love to touch on both the breathing and the tongue posture. So maybe you could just give us a little bit of information about both of those, you know, what we're doing wrong, maybe from early childhood, but actually lots of people listening will be well into their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. And what can they do now to help improve their teeth, their facial structure through breath and through tongue position? 
Yeah, so it's it's breathing is probably one of the one of the most easiest ways that you can intervene how your oral environment, how your jaw is supported. So what we don't see is that the our upper jaw where the teeth sit in the palate, that also is housed with our nasal sinuses. So when you breathe through the nose, you're actually using the nasal sinuses that is designed to deliver air down to the lungs. Now, for most people now, they, they breathe through the mouth. And what happens is that the upper jaw loses the growth messages of the air pushing through the sinuses to expand the upper jaw. And what happens is that over time, our jaws collapse. And this happens in, in adulthood as well. And adults can change this as well. And just by redirecting from mouth breathing to nasal breathing, you'll actually notice a huge difference. And one of the big areas is when you sleep. If you can redirect to nasal breathing during sleep, and one of the easiest ways is to tape the mouth, and not everyone will be able to do that. There's a fair bit in that. But eight hours of nasal breathing during sleep will provide you one of the best night's sleep in your life. So focusing on how we get that breath to to nasal breathing, one, through conscious habit through the day where we're controlling our respiratory muscles and then translating that into nighttime unconscious uh, posture where we breathe through the nose without thinking about it. And so the second part of that is that the tongue is a huge factor in being able to breathe through the nose, especially at night, because the tongue sits in front of the oropharynx, so the airway behind the throat. And what happens is if your tongue posture is incorrect, you will your tongue will fall back into the throat during sleep. And what happens is that that will create a snoring sound. Um, so snoring can come from both behind the nose and behind the throat. There are different types of it. But most commonly when we breathe through the mouth, the tongue falls back in the throat and you get that kind of noise during sleep, which we uh, commonly know as, know as snoring. But snoring is associated with very, very serious health conditions such as heart disease, um, Alzheimer's disease and dementia, high blood pressure. All of these things are connected to poor sleep because we're not breathing correctly. So strengthening your tongue to sit to the roof of the mouth is one of the best ways to support your oropharynx. And if you do this day by day, this is a little bit harder because it's a very complex muscle set, but sealing the tongue to the roof of the mouth and learning to swallow correctly is one of the most powerful ways you can support that oropharynx and help your body to support the airway during sleep. So nasal breathing with closed lips posture during sleep and then tongue posture up to the roof of the mouth. That's how our, our jaws and airways are designed to, to basically go through the night in order to support an airway that's patent and then a brain that's nice and calm because it supports nice parasympathetic neural posture, um, helps the vagus nerve to activate to help our, our dig digestive system clear and a host of other things that we just miss out on today because we're not familiar with this correct oral posture. Absolutely. And I know lots of people listening will be thinking, well, that sounds really easy, but actually it's quite difficult to change habits of lifetime. And I'm really interested how you talked about taping up the mouth. What do you recommend with that? And do you recommend that's something that just adults do? And talk us through that step by step. I'm really interested in that. And that, that's something actually which I heard about only a few weeks ago from my chiropractor. And I'll tell you a little bit more about why in a moment, but I'd love you to talk us through about that. Yes. So there's a lot of oral signs that we're not breathing correctly during sleep. So teeth grinding is one where you find tongue scalloping or just you'll find the evidence of mouth breathing. The biggest time the people are breathing through the mouth is, is during sleep. It's when they're not controlling these muscles. And it actually stems from holding the oral musculature in, in the wrong way, but also to not using your nasal sinus. So uh, for people that haven't breathed through the nose, and the, I went through this process myself as well, that I was getting 
on the scale to sleep apnea because I wasn't breathing through the, the nose at night. I had to train myself. But one way is that you, your lips actually come open when you sleep. And so by just physically holding them shut, you can probably get, you know, for maybe 70% of people, you can actually redirect yourself to majority nasal breathing during the night with a very, very simple intervention. And what you do is you start with, you, you first need to familiarize with deep diaphragmatic breathing so that you're comfortable breathing slowly and deeply through the nose. And this actually changes your breathing patterns throughout your body. Your body, your, your carbon dioxide levels actually lift in the body and your respiratory gases exchange much more efficiently because you need that exchange. When you're breathing through the mouth, you're breathing much more superficially into the chest and you're actually not exchanging anywhere near as much gas as you would when you're breathing deeply through the nose and taking less breaths. So the goal is to get used to breathing quietly and slowly through the nose and it's much more effective it calms down your neurological system and so taping the mouth if you can tolerate it is one of the easiest ways to execute that and so that's a simple piece of micropore tape um you know there are other there's other more expensive kind of tapes out there that, that seal across the lips but you know, if you're just looking to start off, you can try a bit of 3M micropore tape from your chemist. It costs a couple of dollars. Uh, and then just try a vertical strip of tape um, up and down the lips to see if, if you can sleep with that tape over the lips and that how you feel in the morning. You'll notice a, a, a significant difference with how your mouth feels. But I noticed in particular when I started this that my sleeps began to feel uh, much more refreshing because my brain was actually getting through the correct levels of sleep. So it's a starting point into trying to redirect us into nasal breathing during sleep. If you can't, then there are other issues that we need to kind of look into whether the nose is blocked, if there's a tongue issue, if there's sometimes there's skeletal issues, if the, the jaw is too narrow. But for most people, you can usually start to find out if you can do this or train yourself into doing this by just simply sealing the lips. It's great to know that it's never too late and you can practice that deep, correct breathing throughout the day and then move that on to the correct nighttime breathing. And like you say, if you combine that with your tongue posture and you're also combining that with eating the right foods, then you can't, can start to make differences. That is wonderful to hear. And the reason that um, this came to me very much personally over the last sort of month or two is I have two daughters and one of my daughters is eight. And I've always taken them to a family chiropractor. And obviously I'm very sort of health conscious and very holistic, but isn't it interesting sometimes you notice something with your own family last you know you'd notice it with a client very very early on but with my daughter I was noticing with her adult teeth they were coming quite crooked and a few of them were looking quite discolored and she's got quite a lot of baby teeth still which again are looking quite discolored and I was also noticing a real sort of rounding in her shoulders and then I was noticing at night you know if I went in to sort of close the door or whatever that she was breathing through the mouth and suddenly it was like that light bulb moment I thought how have I not noticed this before you know she's doing that mouth breathing she's not working with that tongue posture it's affecting everything and she's rounding her shoulders it's affecting her teeth so it was like putting all these pieces together and then of course as a parent you suddenly start to panic and think oh my goodness I've done everything wrong but actually I realized even at eight years old it's not too late to help them and guide them through strengthening the tongue breathing properly we're doing yoga and massage techniques to help her we're working with the chiropractor but it's interesting you also talk about diet as well could you maybe highlight 
a few foods which you think are really important to include in our diet, whether we're eight years old or whether we're 80 years old, for our teeth and for our facial structure and just to reduce stress because all of this is about feeling good and, and feeling calmer as well, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And, and as you describe, it really is a multifactorial problem that, you know, it comes together from many different angles. And so seeing it in that sense really kind of gives you gives you perspective as to, you know, all the different things you need to approach in order to get a craniofacial system to grow correctly. And food is definitely the fundamentals because what food does is it provides the the fuel and the hormonal messages for bones to grow. So if we're giving the physical messages for your daughter's jaw to grow, so breathing through the nose and tongue posture correct up to the to the palate and then back to the soft palate when she swallows, then we want her body to have the materials to be able to grow that maxillary sutures. So all those tiny stem cells to, to lay down bone to give her a nice wide jaw structure to support her airway. And those foods are based in the uh, the fat-soluble vitamins that um, support the skeletal system. So vitamin D, vitamin A, and vitamin K2, which aren't so commonly talked about in terms of, you know, the, the nourishing aspects of them. So you get these foods from animal foods and they're, they're fat soluble. So they come with whole fat. So these come from, you know, rich animal foods, including the fatty cuts of meat, uh, eggs, dairy, um, grass-raised dairy, because that's where we get the, the high-quality fat-soluble vitamins from. And these are the foods that nourish our skeletal system and immune system and actually help to give the driving signals for bones to grow. And so um, in the modern diet, we just don't have them anymore. We, we've really stripped them out. We've had this um, strange relationship with animal foods and it's what traditional societies have always um, eaten. So for my, I've got three kids under three now and um you know they they eat you know lots of these foods and you know i'm 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 observing you know that they have nice strong bone structure and it's just not the foods that i was brought up on and i think we all need a retraining in this to kind of to to help our kids reconnect to the, the foods that really nourish them Definitely. And that really goes against a lot of advice that we do here, particularly in modern society of going vegan or drinking the juices, all that type of thing. But like you say, that is why the facial structure is changing so much, why we're having so many dental issues, potentially also why we're having higher levels of stress as well, because it's also connected. And like you say, it's also complex as well, isn't it? Yeah, it's lots, lots of different factors. I see parents that are pr- quite across this and you know, they're really distressed because their kids are still having these issues. And you, you kind of have to remind them too that this is a generational problem that we're in the middle of and it's going to take some generational um, problem solving to really take us out of it. And unless we see it as you know quite a broad problem like this, we're really potentially fighting an uphill battle to turn this around, but it's important. So, And people do see the, the results quite quickly. It's just that when we were talking about bones and teeth, they do change quite slowly. So, you know, we have to kind of take the perspective that things will change if if we put the right messages in, but we have to kind of be patient in certain situations too. Definitely. And I'd love you to talk us through a little bit more about tongue positioning, because I know lots of people listening will be thinking, okay, well, I'm up for strengthening my tongue. I'm up for putting it to the roof of my mouth. But maybe you could talk through step by step what you advise to your patients about this and exactly how to do it. Yeah, so the tongue connection to the roof of the mouth is one of the most important postures you'll make. It's very based in kind of yogic philosophy where all the postures are based on the, the tongue supporting the um, the maxilla. And so when we think of the maxilla, 
if you, you can actually run your finger across the roof of your mouth and you can touch the area behind the upper front teeth. And it's just, there's, it's, there's an area there with, with a little rough spot of gum called the rugae. And that's where the tip of your tongue should sit. That's called the spot in my functional therapy. So we tell people to put the, the tongue behind that spot there. But the real challenge is getting the back of the tongue, so the back surface of the tongue, to touch another area of the palate. And so what I'll do is I'll get you to run with your finger right to the back of the throat and touch the soft palate. And so you push the soft palate there and remember where that is. Now put your the tip of your tongue behind the front teeth and then picture the back of your tongue hitting that soft palate like a table, so sealing up like, like a table and you'll feel a deep sucking sensation in your neck where these, where these very, these very deep muscles like the the pterygoids and and muscles in the neck are turning on as you're lifting the back of the tongue up to the soft palate, and that's really where your tongue posture should be when you're not eating or speaking. It's when you swallow, the the swallowing motion is that the the tip of the tongue hits that spot, and then it's like a wave up and back right to the soft palate, and it, you should actually hear an audible gulp every time you swallow, and that's resetting and sealing out the volume of the the oropharynx. And you'll feel when you do it properly, you'll actually feel like a, a lift and a vibration go through the the skull bones, and that's actually the deep cranial nerves activating the parasympathetic pathways of the glossopharyngeal and vagus cranial nerves that start your digestive system. So it's it's. It's a posture that we're very disconnected from and it takes a lot of work to get to, but it's very fundamental to our physiology. And when you do it consistently, you'll start to feel your nervous system calm down. You'll start to feel your head posture correcting and then you'll be able to, when you're sitting at a desk and so forth, you'll stop your shoulders slumping forward because the tongue supports the cervical spine and keeps us upright and keeps us all the facial muscles relaxed because your hypoglossal cranial nerve is supporting the cervical spine. And so it takes a lot of practice and awareness, but you you will notice the benefits almost straight away when you start to focus on tongue posture. And how long do you recommend to do it at first? So for someone that's very new to it, so maybe they haven't done any tongue training before, maybe they are a mouth breather, do you recommend doing it sort of a few minutes at a time throughout the day or just whenever you can tune in and remember? Yeah, so to start with, you need to start strengthening your tongue. So what you can do is you can start doing um, you know, a few exercises you know, two or three times a day, like clicks, so tongue so just connections and making those clicks, maybe doing 10 clicks and you can do clicks and holds where you and you seal up to the roof of the mouth and try and open the lower jaw. And it's like a little strengthening exercise and you just hold it for say 10 seconds and you can do that. So, so three sets of maybe five to six and you do that twice a day. And you, what you'll find is you'll, you'll get better and your, your muscles will get stronger and you'll start to familiarize. You'll start to feel better for you to do this. Like it's, it's, it's at first it's quite tiring. And after you do a set of that, you'll feel like, Oh geez, I'm tired, but it'll start to feel more instinctual. And then eventually what you want is you start to develop the deeper muscles like the swallow. And then the swallow then resets your, your cranial posture every time you, which is every 20 seconds when you swallow. So we're trying to build this into your daily habit. It will start off with, you know, two sets of 10 minutes a day. And we're, we're trying to build this into your cognizant posture all the time. So what would you recommend then for children? Because children are notoriously difficult to get to do any exercises. So would you recommend those exact exercises you just talked us through for children or something else? 
you have to keep it simple with children. And so the big thing is you're not going to change the world in one day with children, but they do pick up things. And so if you're consistent with your with how you communicate to your child from a young age, so I've got an 18-month-year-old and I've just recently got her into tongue clicking. And I should have done it a bit earlier, to be honest, but it's like that kind of thing where you, you tell all your patients and tell all yeah. the people in the world to do it and then you, your own your own daughter yeah. you've forgotten. Oh, I know that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that feeling. Um, but so every every morning and every afternoon we start the tongue clicks and now she's actually started to do the tongue clicks. She's prompting me to do them and and she's quite good at them. And she's and kids are very, very switched into what you're doing. So when you get you get your face very close to them and you show them, what that tongue posture looks like and they'll look at your mouth and they'll see that tongue sealing to the roof of the mouth and they'll they'll um they'll hear that clicking sound and they'll make it and so she's developed that over a space of a couple of weeks and this is just building into a habit to and my son who i did do it with earlier he automatically does i can see that his tongue is up to the roof of his mouth for the most part when he's not eating or speaking and i've actually noticed we've got a two uh two week old newborn, it's instinctually there if they don't have a tongue tie. So from there, we need to make sure that she doesn't lose that. So when a child has a has a nasal congestion, we need to support their nasal breathing because otherwise they'll breathe through the mouth. We need to clear their sinuses is very, very important uh, in the early ages, you know, right up to three to four. Uh, and then we need to make sure like in a baby, just closing their lips after they're, after they're breastfeeding and making sure that they're getting closed lip posture and for older kids that's making sure you're reminding them to chew with their lips closed and if you spot them with the mouth open you need to create a reward system to make sure that when you check so say if it's a coin if you if you suspect your child is mouth breathing or you're noticing your child is mouth breathing you can create a reward system for when you check if they have their lips closed you put a coin in the in the um, jar or something along those lines where you're constantly creating this reinforcement for kids to be thinking about, okay, this is how I, this is how I keep my mouth. This is how I posture my tongue and it becomes inbuilt for them. That's so interesting. And I guess it isn't too late. You know, I'm thinking again from a personal point of view, my daughter who's eight, nearly nine, and definitely is a mouth breather. I guess it's not too late to change that, you know, because children are quite adaptable, I'm presuming. They are very adaptable. They're hard habits to change because they're built into their neurological system. But kids are very adaptable. And in an eight-year-old, so she's right in the middle of her developmental, you know, six to 12 period. And so this is the goal period. We can actually change the dental arch if you change her habit. So when we get guards in in, in the night that help expand her joy and um, we give her exercises, you know, every month and really work on it in a program like that, we'll see the jaws changes. And so this is kind of the real opportunities that because you've identified this now, there is a real chance that that you can prevent her, her jaw being undeveloped when she's 12, 13, when all those adult teeth are, are trying to jostle to come in. Absolutely. That's great to know. And can you just talk us through one last time, the tongue clicking? Because I know a lot of people will be thinking, oh, I'm going to get started with that straight away after this podcast. Yep. So it's a great way to kind of, if you're ever feeling kind of stressed, tongue clicking activates your parasympathetic nervous system by the, the cranial nerves through the palate. So if you're ever feeling stressed, it's a great way just to kind of calm yourself down a little bit. Or if you have a stressful day ahead or something, or you're driving in traffic, it's a great way to kind of just get your, your neural system nice and calm. But so what you do is you picture that tip of the tongue sealing up to the spot behind the front teeth, and then you 
picture the back of your tongue sealing up to the soft palate. And you might need to remind yourself where those two spots are. And then what you're doing is you're suctioning up like a like a plunger. And, and imagine a plunger going up to the roof of your bathroom and suctioning up as loud as it as as hard as it can go, and then pulling it down and, and making a very large, large um, clicking sound or, or smacking sound. And what you're trying to do is making that sound um, as clear as possible. So there shouldn't be any kind of slopping or wet sound because that means you're not getting good seal. And also look in the mirror to see if your tongue is symmetrical. So often people will have a tilt in their tongue when they're doing this. And that means that the muscles are working uh, more on one side and the, that you need to work on that posture to lift it right up and get that proper seal symmetrically so that you're supporting the bone that way. That's fascinating. Thank you. And then my final question today, Dr. Lynn, I'm really interested to know whether you have any wellness rituals or wellness routines that you use day to day. Oh yeah, I've got a lot actually. Um, yeah, I, I've <laughs> <Me> been, <too. laughs> yeah. I mean, my rituals, the one that I've really connected to in the last probably 18 months is, is yoga. So being a dental practitioner, I was finding that I was having quite, quite bad uh, skeletal and um, I was getting some neurological pain down my arms because it's a very kind of hunched over job. And so I found that going through a process of going through yoga, because uh, I used to play rugby league, so I was, I was more of a muscle set kind of athlete body and I've changed my body to a... Um, to a, a more of a flexible mobility-based figure and it's just changed my life. So if stretching for an hour a day is now my, my ritual and it completely changes how I feel throughout, you know, throughout my workday, but also sleep is better. Um, I've connected how I breathe now to how I can posture the body. And it's just an amazing feeling. I really can't recommend it more to people to, to go through that process. It's long and hard, but it, it's all connected to how your body works. And there, there's a reason why people did it for, for many, many years uh, in, in ancient cultures. Absolutely. Well, I'm on board with that. And I know most of our listeners will be on board with that as well. So Dr. Lynn, thank you so much. If people would like to know more about what you do, I know you've written books on the subject. Could you let us know where we can find you? Yeah. So my book, The Dental Diet is available on Amazon around the world. And if they want to find out more about me, my website is drstephenlynn.com and my uh, social medias are at drstephenlynn. Uh, D-R-S-T-E-V-E-N-L-I-N. Lovely. Thank you so much. You've been an amazing guest. So informative, so full of wisdom. I appreciate everything. Thank you. Thanks, Ed. It was a pleasure to meet and looking forward to speaking further. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you'd like more information on face yoga or you'd like to become a face yoga teacher, just head to our website, faceyogaexpert.com for more information. If you'd like to do a regular structured daily face yoga program to get the best results, you can either use one of my apps, just search Danielle Collins on your app store, or you can use my book, just search Danielle Collins Face Yoga on Amazon. And thank you for joining me today. And I look forward to seeing you again next time.